everybody and welcome to this special HFS research video cast where I'm joined by the winners of our data and decisions category in the HFS One Office Awards. My name is Sam Duncan, I'm a practice leader at HFS. I had the pleasure of being one of the judges on this category alongside my colleagues and fellow analysts Rita Fleming and Nikhil Baskar. With me today I have Rajiv from Genpact and Sandeep from their partners at Cisco. So firstly to both of you, congratulations. It was a really strong category. We had some great entries, so you must be really pleased to come out on top here. Um, but it would be great to hear a little bit about yourselves, maybe your roles at Genpact and Cisco, and sort of who you are. So I think first we'll pass to you, Sandeep. Sure. Thanks, Sam. Um, my name is Sandeep Arora. I lead Cisco Business Services, which is truly a multifunction global business services organization that handles finance operations, HR operations, indirect sourcing, um, commercial services, master data, and kind of the overall transformation PMO and program. Uh, so happy to be here and really, really happy to hear about our win with HFS. Over to you, Rajiv. Thanks, Sandeep. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Rajiv Kirdar. I'm the relationship manager uh, from Genpack side, aligned with the Cisco uh, account. Uh, been with Cisco, working with Cisco since uh, last four years. I, in my previous role, um, that's when we actually, you know, uh, did this project for Cisco. Uh, I was uh, working as a global process owner for Invoice to Cash, and my job was to kind of run the transformation projects for for Cisco. Awesome. So from a very very high level, um, you both collaborated to develop a predictive model to address the issue of payment defaults, right, throughout the pandemic. Um, I know you guys probably have a lot more details, so I'll pass over to you guys if you want to maybe talk about your entry a little bit in detail, the challenge you were trying to solve, the outcomes, and sort of how you did it. I don't know who wants sure. to take the mantle first. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can go first. Um, right. So when the when the pandemic started, um, you know, we were already in the middle or towards probably the hypercare stage of a finance transformation journey that we had been going on for about eighteen months to two years. Uh, and just as the as the pandemic hit, it was obviously one of the areas that we had to focus on, which is how is how do how will our collections work? How you know how much of it will default? Uh, which of our customers are impacted by this pandemic more than the others? Right? I'll give you an example that while schools were closed down, hospitals were really uh, open, right? And they were buying food from us. So we had to, the first thing we did was kind of segmented our, our base to figure out what are the customer management practices that we have to deploy across our segmented base to make sure that we are talking to our customers, uh, you know, with the right lens. If they are not impacted, how do we make sure that they get the product they need? If they are impacted, what are the ways in which we can help them, right? So um, we looked at all that impacted population to then start understanding payment plans, uh, you know, things like moratorium on your debt and things like that, uh, which really helped them stay alive. Uh, but at some point in this journey, we also started figuring out that a large portion of our base really acts more like B2C credit, right? So then Rajiv and I, as we were brainstorming, thinking about the solutions here, both of us come from B2C backgrounds uh, in terms of managing credit. So 
you know, and, and credit card companies, you know, those commercial and, you know, consumer retail companies do a lot of work on predictive modeling around default. So we felt there was an opportunity here to build this propensity to pay algorithm to not only get better outcomes on the credit side, but also help a team that was inundated with credit questions and didn't know which customers to go first to manage their risk, right? So it was not just about managing risk, it is also about creating a process that you know, helps our associates get to the right things at the right time and talk to the right people at the right time. So that's when Genpact came up with this model of looking at not just payment behavior, past payment behavior of our customers to model future behavior, but also through in data points like unemployment in a zip code, mobility in a zip code, is the zip code shut down or, or what have you. So we put those external factors in to then start saying, how does it start predicting uh, risk there? So the model is a huge success. It, it is still working. It, it, it creates um, a great framework for our credit team to talk to our customers. One of the things I took from my time at American Express is never talk to a customer that doesn't need to be spoken with because that is a negative experience. More times than not, if you call somebody for collection, when they were just going to cut the check, they actually feel really hurt that you didn't wait for them to pay and you had to remind them. So, so when we started doing this, um, our outcomes were simple, manage loss, manage the work of the team. Our bad debt, our past views are the best ever. We exited COVID with very little loss related to COVID. We were anticipating almost a third of our portfolio uh, to go, but we, um, we managed it really, really well. Um, and um, the workload for the team is 30 to 40% lower in terms of what they're doing, right? In terms of the work, in terms of tasks they are, they are handling. So overall a win-win. And I think that the best, the best recognition for this whole effort came from a customer who actually wrote to us saying, I would not have survived the pandemic if you all hadn't done what you did. So, you know, there is a data point that we talk about that customers, restaurants who work with Cisco are more successful than other, rest other restaurants that work with other companies, not just because of credit, but because of our overall offering of what we bring to the table. And this was just one of the things that we brought to the table as a value add to our customers during a very, very difficult time. I'm gonna turn over to Rajiv to add to what I just said. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> Sandeep, I couldn't have explained it any better. Uh, uh, so thanks for that. I would not go through all the details again, but just to touch upon, when code had hit us, we realized that, you know, the business cannot just rely or cannot afford to just rely on the data that is not backed up by you know some intelligence in terms of how the market is evolving and that's where this model kind of brings in that intelligence into the collections process or into the credit process um, it not only improves the customer experience it also helps the credit analyst to take the informed decision to kind of uh, you know what when to contact the customer who to contact and you know uh, 
well, how should you contact the customer? So all those kind of details are touched upon in this model, which really helps the overall uh, collections process. No, that's fantastic. I think as well, um, Cisco would have been in quite a unique position going into the pandemic because while you know many businesses were lucky, they could just completely pivot to remote work or completely close their doors. I know in the UK we had the furlough scheme and stuff like that. Uh, the food industry had to had to keep going, right? People had to keep eating, and you know there were huge pivots to food deliveries and stuff like that, rather than dining in. So it must have been a massive challenge in that sense. And then I think you've you've touched on all of the key areas really that we, we look for in engagements like this. You know, you spoke about expecting to lose a third of your portfolio and obviously seeing much better results. And then not just that, but the customer experience through not sort of unnecessarily contacting them. And then even the experience of your own employees, you know, their, their workloads reduced, they can focus on sort of higher value tasks and add sort of more value to the business, but also feel more fulfilled in themselves. So it seems sort of across the entire chain, there was value driven throughout for every every stakeholder which i think is one of the key reasons that this was such a great entry so rajiv um were there any surprises throughout the journey would you say maybe anything you didn't expect to be such a positive outcome that was maybe a, a significant challenge or a hurdle or anything that you learned that going into this you didn't think you would i mean there were there were challenges right it was it was one of those projects wherein uh, we wanted to kind of do things right in the first go because we we had the need to kind of do it right immediately. So, the, and, and one thing that we have always struggled in these kind of uh, initiatives is the data, right? I mean, you have to make sure that the data is uh, absolutely accurate and you have the right set of data to kind of even see in the first step that it's gonna work for you, right? So we had a lot of, we had to run a lot of modeling on our side in terms of making sure that it's generating the output that is meaningful for, for us. So I think um, uh, those were the those were the pretty uh, you know initial challenges that we faced. But once we get got started with the data and collecting the data and putting the modeling in place, I think it was it was uh, pretty pretty smooth thereafter. Um, one other thing that you know I would like to call out is that uh, we realized this need of this during the pandemic, right? And one thing that I always believe we should have done long back is like get started with this before pandemic. Maybe it would have gotten a better result. Um, but yeah, I think I think it happened when it was supposed to. But uh, that's one of the learnings there. Sandeep, over to you. So um, yeah, I, I, I you know I agree with all the stuff that Rajiv said. Right, data clarity. Uh, you know, what are the variables or attributes we will include in the model versus not, right? Which have the highest probability of predicting the behavior, right? So, you know, all those we had to work through. Um, and MVP1 was, you know, was MVP1, right? It, it kind of gave us direction, but it wasn't quite all the way there. So, in an agile manner, we continue to provide feedback and continue to iterate to get to the right, you know, right model. And look, it's a continuous journey. I don't think we're done yet uh, in the sense that, you know, it predicts with a certain level of accuracy, I'd like it to get better. And I believe the machine learning aspect of the model will make it better. So it'll learn and it'll only add more and more value to, uh, to the process. So. You know, I'm glad we didn't wait for perfection. I'm glad we went with, uh, 
you know, with good, and uh, we'll perfect it as we go, and uh, you know, using our experience with it. I think Sandeep, you brought up a great point, and <clears throat> that that's what the flexibility in this model really makes it very unique because now that the pandemic is fading away, we're looking at other external parameters that we can include in this model that will make it more relevant to the current times. So I think that's another that's another thing that as we evolve, we are we're looking at it. No, that's fantastic. Continuous improvement, scalability are all sort of key, key, key things with these kinds of engagements. And it's great to see that you're pivoting and sort of applying it elsewhere as we move out of the pandemic and into a hopefully pandemic-free economy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I think, Rajiv, you kind of touched on my next question a little bit, which is with the benefit of hindsight, is there anything you do differently? I know you've already mentioned maybe starting it earlier, but is there anything else that comes to mind? Uh, nothing really. I think I think it, it, it worked out exactly the way we wanted it to. Uh, I know it took us longer to kind of realize that there's a need for something like this, but I think when we realized that need, we were pretty, pretty fast in kind of making sure that we have this in place. Um, even if it is not at a stage, like Sandeep said, where we want it to be, we started with it. And I think uh, we are at a point wherein the model is kind of operating at, at 85% plus accuracy. And we are looking at you know, areas to kind of improve it further. Uh, so yeah, I think apart from the fact that we could have started it a little early, I don't think there is anything else that I would like to change if I were to go back. Yeah, look, I agree with that. I mean, <clears throat> we took some time to get started. I, I agree because, you know, again, just to Rajiv's point about data, about all that. So had we recognized the need earlier, um, you know, I think we started talking about it as soon as I came in and I saw the yes. portfolio. I think Rajiv and I immediately started talking about, hey, we need to build a brain here. Otherwise, it's too much data for individuals to sift through and figure out, okay, I need to talk to this customer or not. So um, I think we would have been even better space if we had started a little bit earlier. Um, but again, our data, which flew, which uh, you know comes through Quora, was getting mature. Uh, and you know, as we started seeing some consistency in that data, is when we you know, consistency and clarity is when we kind of went into it. So could we have done a model before? Yes. Um, you know, could we have uh, created a similar impact? Maybe not, right? Because I think the burning platform was COVID and that created the impact in a much, much pronounced way because BAU, this would have been a BAU capability. During COVID, this became a capability that actually helped our customers you know, work better with us, save their business, all of that, right? So, you know, uh, I think the the fairy tale aspect of the model would have been lost <laughs> if we had started earlier. Uh, but, uh, you know, that probably is the only thing I would do differently. Other than that, this was a near perfect uh, kind of program in, in its own way. Um, I, I, felt, I truly feel like that. No, that, that's, that's truly fantastic to hear, honestly. Um, so I, I think just one one final super quick question, and I think Sandeep, I'll throw it straight back at you. You get no time to think about this one. Um, what advice would you offer any of your peers that are embarking on a similar journey? Obviously, hopefully the you know economic environment's never going to be quite the same with the lockdowns, et cetera. But if anyone was embarking on a 
somewhat similar journey if you had any sort of tidbits for them what would they be well you know i i, I say this often start start curating your data right away right if you're not doing it if you're not if you don't have a data strategy or a data warehouse where all the data flows please start that right now because without that you, you know all this predictive math is not not really possible um you know be open to failure um you know perfect you know perfection is the enemy of good or start whatever so be open to failing, be open to, but start uh, small uh, and then go, uh, crawl, walk, run. I mean, this area was the one area that, um, you know, lent itself very naturally to this work. There was a business imperative. So the other thing I will tell them is don't let a good crisis go to waste. Um, you know, you leverage that crisis to the fullest to get these kind of capabilities. Once this predictive capability came. Now we're putting predictive capability everywhere. We're putting predictive capability in accounts payable, predicting which, which invoice is going to be wrong. We're putting predictive capability in our talent acquisition to figure out which of these associates will stay with us, right? So I think you start small and that creates the energy to do more. Uh, the success there creates the energy to do more. That, that makes a lot of sense. And then Rajiv, I suppose you get our final remarks here. Any any advice for anyone that was sort of embarking on a similar journey? No, I think Sandeep kind of covered it all. I mean, start as as start looking at the data as soon as you as you realize that you know you have enough to kind of analyze and come up with some meaningful insights. I think that's the key to kind of get to a point where we are at this point. Um, so so that's 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 the only advice that I would like to give. No, perfect. I think that makes a lot of sense. The uh, using a win to underpin more growth and an engagement is just such a powerful way to go. So completely agree with that. Well, listen, it's been fantastic to have you both here for this quick video cast and hear a little bit, little bit about the uh, application and the, the engagement from yourselves. So thank you so much for joining me and thank you everybody at home that's listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day, afternoon, evening, morning and <laughs> wherever you are. Thank you all. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, thanks, thanks, HFS. We truly appreciate the recognition and it takes a village to create uh, impact like this. So I thank Genpact as well. Uh, you know, there was a great commitment from them as partners to do this with us. So thank you again to them as well. Thank you, Sandeep. Thank you so much.